Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right. On this episode of the Garlic Marketing Show, we're going to talk about finding that inner story that's holding you back. I mean, are you trying to do something brave in the world? I've got Lisa Bloom. Lisa, say hi. Hello. Uh, Lisa's a storytelling expert, uh, author of The Story Advantage, and we're going to talk about how to find uh, the most common stories that are holding you back, the reason that Lisa thought she was a fake and how she overcame it, how the dissonance, the problem between outer story and inner story is actually probably holding back your outer story and your success, and how to learn how to be vulnerable and her tips for finding those stories. All this on the Garlic Marketing Show, but of course, is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best other stories that you need are your customer stories. Go to VideoCaseStory.com to learn how we can help you collect, craft, and deliver those customer stories. Before we get started, what, you know, we, you know what's funny? I got to tell this story because this is the third time we're talking about this because we, we've had the recording fail three times. So I'm going to get the best answer ever from Lisa on what keeps people from using story in their business. Awesome. So third time lucky. Let's hope it works this time. Um, people just don't think they're good storytellers. It astounds me. You know, they feel like, oh, I can't tell a story as if, you know, the way there are some people who are born joke tellers. They're really, really good at telling jokes. And so people feel like I've got to be born a great storyteller. But the reality is that we're all telling stories all the time. And whatever way we're telling them, we can improve, we can do better. And so part of what I always say to people when they say to me, oh, I can't tell a story. I say, oh, that's an interesting story you're telling. Where's that coming from, <laughs> right? So. It's it's true. It, it's an inner story preventing the story from happening. And I mean, I see this all of the time, but, you know, before we get into, you, you know, the inner and outer story, tell me a story then of someone who you've helped flip that script and what did it do for their business? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, if I can actually share my own story, this yeah. uh, piece of my own story, I think this is a really good example. So I studied business, I worked in organizations, I worked in learning and development. And at a certain point in time, I discovered storytelling as the thing I've been doing my whole life, but didn't realize. And went then to become a professional storyteller and started training and so on. But I always remember the very first performance, I got up on a stage in front of a huge audience and I told a story and I felt great. Like I felt fantastic and I got a standing ovation. Everything was fantastic. But as I stood there, I suddenly realized that there was a th thought in my mind that I'm a total fake. And I had no idea why that was there. And so I thought about it and it took a few days. But then I realized that when I was a kid, my older sister, I remember one night, it was like a Friday night. We were all sitting around after dinner and somebody said, some guest to the family said to her, so what are you going to be when you grow up? And she said, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be on stage. And for whatever reason, at that time, I knew that there's only ever one actor and one person on stage in a family, and that was going to be my sister. So here I was like 25 years later, standing on a stage and feeling like this is where I was supposed to be. This is the work I'm supposed to do. But I had this old story that was still telling me I was a fake. And of course, my sister went nowhere near a stage as she became an adult. She wasn't interested. But this was an inner story that was, you know, preventing me from feeling 
really secure in this place that I knew actually was the right place for me. And so we have these inner stories all the time. We have these things that happen. As soon as I could release that, then I could really step into this work as a storyteller. And it completely changed the outcomes for me. And tell me about how you released it. And what was that moment that you realized you released it and it, things had transformed? So in this particular situation, it was it was almost comical that it still existed. Like to, when I suddenly realized, oh, that's what I'm telling myself. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, so it was very easy to say, that's just not true. It was so clear. And I was able to let it go. In other cases, it's a little bit more kind of there's more of a stronghold and it's more there, but there are, there are several ways to look at how do we release an old story. And one of them that I think is one of the most powerful ways is by asking yourself, like, who owns that story? Like, where does that story belong? Because very often, very often we're telling ourselves a story that was never ours in the first place. It was a story that somebody else told about someone else or about us that they had no, they had no reason to tell. And it's certainly not true. Interesting. You know, and I think this is, it's this kind of inception moment, right? That I feel like some of the best people out there, some of the most talented people out there, don't go out and tell their stories. Don't go out and promote themselves because they have those stories that are preventing their stories from going out. Um, And how did you start to develop this into something that you were able to train someone and help them get over? When did you realize that you wanted to help others do this? Well, I think, you know, I came from this learning and development background where I loved seeing in the classroom that moment where the adult kind of had the the sparkle in their eye of this new learning or new understanding. So I was always really fascinated about learning and helping people learn. Um, When I started storytelling, I realized that there's this moment, you know, a good storyteller can hold an audience really captive. I mean, you can hear the proverbial, you know, the proverbial um, pin drop when a good story is being told. And I started noticing that that's quite similar to a coaching situation where suddenly, you know, people are super engaged, where there's all kinds of possibility. And so I got into this idea of using stories as a way to coach people and using stories as a way to go deep in the coaching competencies and coaching methodologies. And that's when I got really excited because I saw how we, we literally create our reality but through the stories that we tell and the stories are all made up. Like they're they're just, they're just all made up. There's no true, you know, truth in the story. And yet we call it true and we call it real and we live our our lives by them. And we're so attached to our stories, even the ones that, that do not serve us and do not serve us well. So. And what do you find are the most common stories that people are attached to that's that are holding them back? It's the ones that are, you know, that start with I can't or I shouldn't or, you know, you should. It's it's the ones where we feel that, um, you know, there, there's a there's something there's a way of doing something or there's a way of being in the world that's just not accessible to them. Um, and of course, the most common story is the not not being good enough story, you know, not tall enough, not short enough, not not slim enough, not smart enough. You know, they're very powerful stories that we carry through our lives and it's they're they're the ones that are tough to break through and so how did you develop uh, you know a framework for helping people break through this so uh, you know part of it is using coaching competencies but taking it to that 
deeper level around where is story appearing in these moments. And it's kind of ironic that in coach training, when you go to coach school and you learn coach training, one of the things they always say is, you know, don't let people fall into their story. Don't let people get caught up in their story as if the story is going to be some kind of distraction. And I have the opposite approach, which is I think people's stories tell an awful lot about them. And so, and we all tell stories. It's just, you know, something happens, we go tell someone, it becomes a story. It's literally as simple as that. You you bump into someone in the street, you have a little accident, you have a conversation that's interesting. The first thing we do, the basic human instinct is to go tell someone, a friend, a partner, a loved one. And in that telling, we're creating a story, but we don't realize it's a story. So what I noticed was, you know, when I realized that, I noticed that, okay, every coaching opportunity is an opportunity to dig into a story and figure out how we can use it or let go of it or transform it or you know sometimes the, the the story is really strong and we just have to build on it because it's what brings us you know our best relationships and our greatest success but other times the story really holds us back and that's where we have to figure out how to how to manage it and how to work with it and can you t- give me some stories of some of the people that have uncovered this and transformed their business so I had a, a, a wonderful client who had a long career in an organization. She went in at entry level and, you know, grew through this organization until she was on the board of directors and at a senior kind of executive level. And at a certain point in time, she decided to leave the organization. She'd done some coach training and she wanted to become a coach. And she came to me crippled with anxiety around, but I've never done this before. I can't. I can't call myself a coach. I can't go out and market myself as a coach because I'm brand new. And when we dug into just her her experience and her history and the story she was telling herself, we realized she'd actually been coaching for most of the 25 years that she'd been in this organization, but she had seen it differently and she called it something different. And when she really began to recognize that actually I've been coaching for a very long time and people have found me and come to me within the organization for coaching and for advice and for mentorship, she began to build this confidence. And the result was in the following conversations that she had with prospective clients, she signed them all up so much so that she she had to create a waiting list for her work. It was astounding. And that just changed in an instant as soon as she could see her story and tell her story in a different way. And when you're uncovering those stories, right, and, and, and you're looking for those, do you have a methodology for finding those stories that are really holding you back? Well, there's a few different approaches. And so, I mean, yes, for sure. Um, I can I can share one or two of them with you. Um, one is to really notice the words people use. Sometimes we use words that seem quite random, and yet those words, when you hone in, are a really strong guide as to what your true thinking and feeling and the kind of story within the story that exists. So just paying really good attention to the language people uses, use and to the, to the language people use and to the turn of phrase and sometimes to what they're omitting in their language, not even what they're saying. So that's one way, that's one really clear way of accessing the stories. But another thing is I find that um, 
story exists in our bodies. It's, it, we're, we really embody story. And so when you begin to tell a story, whether it's a positive one or a negative one, usually there's a physical, there's a physiological impact to it. And so part of what I help people do is really do kind of scanning as they tell stories to see where it lives inside them and to, to see what kind of sensation it creates within you. And so um, it's a really interesting way to, to understand where the story is coming from and what it's doing for you and whether it's of service or of disservice to you. It's super interesting because I think a lot of people want this outward technical like tip tidbit, but it's true. Our bodies and our subconscious are, give us so much feedback that we're not paying attention to. And, and, you know, how do we, how does that story make it, you feel and where do you feel it? It's, it's a really interesting way to bring it, bring it back and ground it, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And, and also, I mean, I think there's a, a really interesting play that happens around, you know, especially in business, we have a story that we tell out the outer story. It's our marketing. It's our, it's our, um, the way we talk about what we do. It's the kind of impact we have on others. And then there's the story we tell ourselves, and what I've come to see is that if there is no integration between the, you know, it, within those two stories, then the result is that the outer story doesn't feel authentic. And authenticity is something that you can't really fake. You can't, you know, you can't fake it. Either you feel it or you don't feel it. And so some of the people out there who maybe outwardly look super successful, when you actually watch them tell a story or experience them, especially live, but also online, you'll see that there's a part of you that feels like, I don't quite believe this person. That doesn't quite add up. And usually it's because the inner and outer stories are not integrated. I think it's fascinating. It is fascinating because, I mean, the original name of our company was Authentic Web for that authenticity of the stories. And I think people are, you know, it's it's interesting you're talking about, it, but people don't pay attention to their inner story. And that's why I'm so happy to have you here. And then they have this outer story and then they wonder why it's not, feeling authentic. It's not resonating. Yeah. It's, it's not resonating. And right. do you find that people often tell a story that they feel they should tell, even if it's um, not? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, you know, recently I gave a talk and it was a large audience. It was like 900 people in the audience. And one of the things I spoke about was the fact that I suffer from stage fright, like serious stage fright and always have. And yet I'm a speaker. I've spoken in like 15 different countries and I've, you know, it's a big part of my business. And when I talked about how um, how I've struggled with stage fright and how stage fright has actually been a motivator for me and it's really helped me firstly develop ways to handle it, but also teach it to others and, and so on, um, I got an immediate reaction from the audience that they felt like they could just resonate with me in a different way because I admitted you know, that, that I was scared, that I constantly am scared when I'm talking to an audience. And so many people came forward and said, oh, wow, I can so relate to that. And, and that kind of showing up where my inner story, which is I'm terrified, I can't do this, they then, they're going to think I'm stupid. And the outer story of actually, I love speaking, and I hate it. And it's it's part of who I am and how I show up. It just really resonates for me because it feels real. It's what other people experience. And most people hide it. They're scared to say, yes, I'm scared. I'm scared. They don't want to do it because what will people think? Uh, you know, I, I, I have this problem a lot with some of, you know, the people that we work with and we're creating videos of their stories. And I see that where they finally have that moment of authenticity and they're like, I don't want to share that. 
and yeah. and like I look too weak or I look to this or I look to that. And usually that's the moment I'm like, you know, I get goosebumps. I'm like, that's it. And, you know, it takes work to get there. So how do you overcome that dissonance between the outer and the inner once you find it? And you're like, oh, I don't want to share that. I don't want to look this way or that way. How do you get, go about overcoming that? Well, I, I think a lot of this is about vulnerability and the ability to be a little bit vulnerable and be okay with that. And people, you know, people assume vulnerability to mean weakness when in fact the opposite is true. But one of the things that I find really reassuring for people is to say to them, I don't need you to tell anything you're not ready to tell. In fact, I don't believe in vulnerability for the sake of vulnerability. And I certainly don't believe that if you're not ready to tell a story that you should, but let's look at why you're not ready to tell the story. So I've had people come to me with amazing stories that they never want to share. And by the time we've done a little bit of story coaching, which is, which is about really kind of teasing out, well, what's in this story? And where is their shame? Or where is their discomfort? Or where is their empowerment? Suddenly the perspective changes and they feel like they want to tell it. I've had that happen so many times. And once someone wants to tell that story and that perspective changes, how, how does that change them? Well, you know, wanting to tell a story because you feel empowered by it is all very well, but it has to also resonate and be relevant for an audience. So I'm always careful to say, yes, every story should be told. Not every story should be told in a business context, right? So some stories you tell your family, your loved ones, your, your therapist, right? You don't tell your audience. But if you find a story that truly serves your audience and you feel comfortable telling it, then you know, there are lots of different ways to do so, whether it's, you know, all the different mediums. And I think it's about really coming from a place of service and saying, okay, I've had this experience, or I am this person, and I've, I've had this moment that I want to share, how is it going to empower you as the audience? How is it going to serve you? And if I can honestly see the place that it's of service, then it becomes really easy to tell. And how do you see that, that it's a place of service? How do you know that is a place of service? Well, first, you have to know your audience really, really well. You have to know what resonates for them and what they worry about, what they're concerned about. And sometimes you try it out. You know, you try out stories and see how people respond to them. But I think once you understand what your audience craves, needs, desires, is scared of, then the story that helps them see the hero, it's the audience, it's the hero, the story is genuine. That's a story that's very, very powerful. And so... Look, you have a training on how to do this. Tell me a little about the training you have coming up on helping people with their inner stories and and, and finding them and, and really unblocking them. Yeah, I'm super excited about this because this is kind of the, the heart, the core of the work that I do. Um, you know, I, I help people infuse stories into their businesses and I help people feel confident with their stories that with all of their outer stories but you know all the techniques in the world and all the expertise you have you have is useless if you have an inner story that's holding you back and so this program it's called story power it helps you identify define understand and transform the inner story so that you're really set up to make the best of all those wonderful techniques and all that amazing expertise you have, because nothing's going to hold you back. So that's why I call it story power. And then the second part of the training is for coaches who want to help others to do the same. And so I actually have a story coach certification program where you can learn how to do this and make it part of the business that you offer to others, part of the, the services you offer to others. That's fantastic. I, I mean, that's, I think that's a super powerful 
service to provide, especially if, you know, if you're doing any type of business consulting, because so many times it's that like, no matter how good of a place I've been there and I've helped people and I'm like, you know, the way to go forward, they just don't do it. And a nine times out of 10, it's because of that story that's holding them back. Yeah. The inner story, the inner story is one of our biggest saboteurs. And so if you have a reliable, consistent way of being able to identify and transform that story, it's a superpower. It's a superpower that allows you to progress in any direction you want. And it's, you know, and then you get the results with your clients, then you get the results with the people around you. Yeah. And, and so who, who's ideal for the story power training, identifying those inner stories that are holding you back before they get into certification, who, who should be coming to this? What are the signs that I should be coming to this training? So I think story power is good for anybody who is dealing with, you know, anybody who's doing a brave thing in the world, you know, if they've got a business, if they're out there trying to, um, you know, offer a a program or service to others, if they're a consultant, if they're a coach, if they're really looking to take action in a big way in their business, then story power is is critical for them because it's going to make them unstoppable. You know, it's going to help them really move forward. I can't under, you know, I, I really can't speak enough about how often I see people who have every tactic in the world under their belt. They've done a dozen courses. They've spent tens of thousands of dollars on programs and they're just not executing. They're not implementing because their story holds them back. And so this releases all that and it allows them have access to everything else that they've ever learned. So yeah, I'm, I'm so, well, you can hear how excited I am about this. <laughs> That's awesome. And we'll put a link to the train as well as a link to your book in the show notes. At least tell me a little bit about your book. Yeah. So the story advantage came out last year. Um, it's all about unleashing the power of story in your business. So it really goes step by step. Where do you find stories? How do you craft stories? Where do you use them in the business? And it's uh yeah, it's it's available wherever you find books, but we also have a link so that you can as a you know you can download the audio of the book. I was really proud of this book because it's literally like 15 years of my work put together in one place. And of course, it's full of stories because as a traditional storyteller, I love fairy tales and folk tales. So I infuse them all over the over the book as well. So it's a really fun read. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to read it. Uh, We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well as the training. Well, Lisa, you know, if there's one thing that everyone can do right now to, uh, to identify that inner story that's holding them back or, or to, you know, start to unravel it, what would you tell them to do right this second? So I think one of the tools that's really, really helpful, and it sounds obvious, but then of course, you know, that's why I'm drawn to story because it's so simple and it's so accessible to everybody, but it's to, it's to identify that moment where either you feel or you think something that is related to a struggle or a conflict, and there's a belief behind it. There's something you believe that would say that you can't do something or you should do something or this is not right or that is not right. And the first step is to is to just really sit in the awareness of that. What is that belief? What is that one belief you're holding? And then think about where did that belief come from? What's the source of the belief? And it might be something you've read. It might be something you were told. It might be an experience you had. And 
you know, that's the, the start of really identifying what is this story that's holding us back. And the one thing I can promise you is that whatever that story is, if it results in struggle and conflict and all those other things, then what, what I can tell you for sure is that story is not true. And so the question becomes, okay, where did it come from? And how easy is it going to be for me to actually let go of that story? And, and that's a whole different, uh, a whole different <laughs> process. But that's the place to start. And that's why you have the training, you know, and yeah, th these stories have built up in us for so long that they're hard. They take work to, to work through, to start using, to identify and, and to invalidate. Uh, but I mean, it's a great place to start. Cause I think it, a lot of people have these stories holding you back. Uh, yeah. And I'll I'm a, I'm a great believer in simple tactics and simple ways of learning. You know, a lot of it is about awareness. And then a lot of it is about taking some simple steps this isn't about therapy. This isn't about going back to our childhood and trying to figure things out for the next three years. This is about taking simple steps to identify and release stories. And it's very powerful and very easy. I love it. I love it. I like powerful and easy. <laughs> we all? Uh, awesome, Lisa. Well, we'll put a link to all these wonderful things, the training and the book and the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show and talking about story, one of my favorite subjects. It's been a great pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thanks for taking Lisa and I on your journey. This has been iGarlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads. Better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.